what is going on guys this is the booth with taylor and brandon we're back with a brand new episode episode number eight of the series taylor you went blurry man you've been drinking yeah, too I'm much to uh, eggnog one, this christmas uh this christmas month huh we uh you know refocus said, that, let's man. just go blurry man I feel like I'm like wearing your glasses, man. I feel like I'm seeing what you're seeing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's close to what I see. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like refocus. Like, I try to get your hand up there. And... Yeah. Listen, it wouldn't wouldn't be the booth if at the beginning of every every show something something erratic, didn't happen. Yeah, something didn't happen. I don't know what is going on. Maybe turn your camera off. Turn it back on. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe your camera's just you're so you know you're so attractive your camera's just trying to save the world. From no, I blinded. I'm so ugly I broke my camera. That's that's the old saying, right? That's probably the more realistic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely the most realistic. There we there go. There we go. Look at that. We at here that. at the we booth may have it. issues, but we're so technical technologically advanced yeah. we can fix it. We fixed it before Jimbo Fisher could uh, fix his program over there at Texas A&M. Ooh, that is true. I think that your camera true. actually hit the transfer portal. So uh, it probably did. It uh, it has Texas A&M written all over it. So oh, I thought you were a Sooners fan. Well, the camera's from Texas A&M. That's why I hit the transfer portal. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. This isn't last year. All right, so let's let's get right into it. Um, first of all, who, we're gonna since we're doing this during the game, guys, uh, for the NFL game tonight. Thursday. Normally we're gonna be on Tuesday. We're doing it Thursday. Stuff happens. All right. Who you got tonight for the NFL for this game, real quick, for our predictions? I'm gonna go with the Bills. All right. I'm going Bills as well. So we'll even split that, and uh, that's it. All right. Um. Let's get to the college football playoffs. Uh. Obviously, Michigan triumphed over Ohio State. Uh. We did not see that one coming. Um. We both picked Ohio State last week. Um. We did say that if it was a close game, that they both deserve to be top four, but Ohio State lost by three scores. Um, now they're sitting at number five with Michigan at two, Ugga at one, TCU at three, and USC at four. Um, do you think that if TCU loses the championship game, that Ohio State somehow sneaks back in? Like, Is that fair to TCU, even though Ohio State's not going to a championship game? I believe so. Yes, uh, Ohio. What? Ohio State. What? Look, if TCU loses what? their championship game and they're sitting at number three With right one now, one loss. Ohio State had one loss to a top four. But they're team not even going. Out. They're not even going to the championship Big Ten championship game. So you're going to penalize a TCU team so, losing a championship so, but, game when Ohio State hasn't even gone is not even going to the championship game. If TCU loses to Kansas State, who's not a top ten not a top 15 team in a championship game and they're sitting at number three right now. Yeah. That bumps them down. I'm, start, I'm starting State to think you did drink too much eggnog, sir. Ohio uh, state <laughs> lost to a top four team and they dropped all the way out of the top four. Now, yeah, Ohio state so. hands, Ohio state hands down day in and day out would run track all over TCU. Listen, and CJ USC. Stroud cannot win the big one, man. He absolutely could. No, he hasn't absolutely won. He hasn't. Could. He hasn't won. He hasn't won Jack Nitty. If that's <laughs> even a word, <laughs> I don't think it is. But you're telling. Look, you're telling me right now. TCU sitting at number three, and they go up against Kansas State, and they lose to Kansas State. Let's say they lose by three scores. If they lose by three scores, think- yes, they drop out. 
But if they lose okay. by like one touchdown or they keep it within reasonable like ten points, then no, TCU stays in in my in my opinion. You just you can't penalize a team from going to the championship game. Well, might as well put Bama in. Bama's not going to the championship game. Bama and technically Bama's higher ranked than LSU, even though LSU beat them. Bama's higher ranked than Tennessee, even though you know. Everything's going Tennessee. Obviously, Hennon Hooker's hurt, but Milton looked pretty good stepping in. So, so I mean, uh, this is like Michigan. So, o- OSU lost to Michigan, who was an undefeated team. Yes. If TCU loses to Kansas State, they would have lost to a team with three losses on the season. That should automatically, regardless of what the score is, bump them out of the top four, and it should push in Ohio State. That's my opinion. All right, so I mean, what about USC? What happens if USC loses? If USC loses, I mean, they, they drop out, Ohio State bumps in. That's the only logical move because if Ohio State so drops. Ohio State sneaks in. So what if, okay, so TCU wins, and um, say it's not decisively. Let's say it's not like by three scores. Say it's pretty close, but they win. Do you still bump them out for Ohio State because you think Ohio State's no. just a better team? Do no. you penalize them for no. winning even if it's not by a lot? No. no. What if they go now, into can I, can I see overtime? The, can I see the committee going in and saying, yeah, we're going to take Ohio State over there TCU, will be a riot. even though they're already in the top four? I will it, join it's that happened riot. before. I will join Look, that Ohio, riot down there in Texas. I can't, I can't remember what year it was, but Ohio State was sitting at number four, and they were making the uh, they were doing their final uh, uh, picks for whatever for the college football playoffs. Ohio State was sitting at number four, and they passed up Ohio State and picked who was at number five. It's it. There's a potential it could happen because when the committee looks at it, they're going to say strength of schedule. Then they're also going to say, uh, which at TCU has had a pretty decent schedule. I can't fault them for the schedule that they've had. But you, you see, can only who play they play the played, games are handed. You can only play the yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. Handed. Yeah, exactly. But when they say, "All right, who's better, TCU or Ohio State?" If you put them on an even playing field. Ohio State's win that game 10 times out of 10. Well, well, you know, and you cannot convince me. You know what? How about we just put every undefeated team in the top four? Jackson State, I'm putting your name in there. <laughs> Shadur Sanders, Shiloh Sanders, <laughs> Travis Hunter, uh, Kevin Coleman, Deion Sanders. Take your squad. Go to the college football playoffs smoked. and let me see. I think they would put up a decent fight. They would, they, would, they would put up a fight, okay? They would put up a fight. But if you put them up against an SEC team, that's a wrap. It's the SEC. Come man. on. We got the dogs. We got the Come dogs on. in us. SEC is the top. It's They're the top. You know, they're the yeah. pinnacle of college football. And, you know, you can't say otherwise. Anybody that says, oh, now what's the Big Ten or now what's the Big 12 or now what's the uh, Pac-10, Well, yeah, 10, I mean, Georgia, Pac, is clearly, Georgia is clearly the number one team in the nation. And for all the Georgia listeners out there, um, I'm starting to pick up a new language. Uh, so you might understand this one. The dogs, go dogs! You know. Um, you want me to toss you a bone? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you Georgia fans Look, are wild, man. There's a chance that Ohio State gets in. Uh, there's a chance. So there's, there's a chance that Coastal Carolina gets in if the committee allows it. You know. <laughs> but look, all of this, all of this in two years is going to be a problem of the past because we're going to be moving into a 12-team playoff system, which I think is a little aggressive. I think eight would have been a better Yeah, I think six to eight teams would have been good. Because now with 12, 
it's pointless for bowl games at this point. Yeah. So. No. Well. Yeah, I mean, kinda. If you're not making the playoffs, half of all your good players are gonna be like, "Yo, I'm either out transferring or I'm gonna hit the uh, NFL draft." Well, so. so if we look at it this way, most of these players that go into a bowl game that's not in the top four for a, a playoff game, they're already sitting out anyways. Or they hit the transfer portal early, or uh, the coach leaves, or something happens. You know, it's already happening right now. So expanding it to 12 teams will minimize the amount of players that sit out. Because, you know, if they're like, all right, so this game means we continue in the playoffs or we go home packing. Every single player on that team is going to play. Yeah. There's no question about it. Whether they're declaring for the draft or not, there's a chance of that championship. So it reduces the amount of players that are going to drop out, which I, I understand why players do that, but I hate it at the same time. You know, you played this whole season and it used to be, okay, we still have a shot going out and winning a ring in this bowl game let's yeah. go out and kill it you know but now it's like oh we're playing in the uh charmin toilet paper bowl game out yeah. in wyoming or something <laughs> players are like yeah i'm gonna pass on that and the i'm gonna school, get ready for the draft i could see if the players made some money off it but at the end of the day the bowl games the money just goes back to the school so i mean and yep. then the coaches when they get a little bit extra you know like a little bonus yeah. and um, and uh, and that's why i understand it because uh there's not much in it for the players. They've already proved they're not going to prove anything more in one single game at the end of the season than they have the entire season. They can't risk. And injury, why risk so. injury yeah. uh, when you're about to declare for the draft? You know, if I mean, and in hooker or transfer, was, I mean, if you plan on transferring, yeah, well, exactly. So I get it, but I hate it. You know, as a fan of football, I want to see the team go out there and play their best football, but I understand not one wanting to hurt yourself and, you know, drop your stock in the draft. Yeah. So, who is I mean, this? Um, before we move on, I want to know who is your top four um, for the college football playoffs. Like, who do you, who do you think is your four? Uh, I, I'm. I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to stick with what it is. Because uh, even if like TCU loses, I, I mean, I'm a, you can play that factor in. Say TCU so, loses. So if, your top okay, four best if, teams. If TCU loses, I have Georgia. I have uh, – I'm going to slide Ohio State in. I'm going to bump TCU out, and I'm going to push Ohio State in. They're going to take the four spot. USC takes the three spot, uh, Michigan at two, and then Georgia at one. That's so, what I would do. It. So we play and this that's scenario. Only, that, USC that's loses, TCU. TCU loses. Then you got people pushing Alabama, and even Alabama lost to LSU, but obviously LSU dropped. And yeah. then Clemson's not even sniffing the college football playoffs. No, um, Clemson's not even a factor in this at this yeah. point. So, all all the all the top six teams could lose, and Clemson's still not a factor but, in this, in my opinion. So, do you think he's there's gonna be SEC bias? But do you think? I mean, a lot of people are gonna say Bama's better than TCU, but if TCU has one loss yeah. and Alabama has two, and they're not even in the championship game, and so this is my thing: if a team has two losses, they should automatically yeah. be disqualified from the college football playoffs. But with that said, it's Alabama. SEC team, the committee loves Alabama. They love SEC teams. So I think if USC TCU loses, that is a clear and open path for Alabama to scoot in at the number four spot. Okay, I mean I, my top four. I said leaving is now. I think even if TCU takes the L, um, and then even if USC takes the L, um, 
I'm well, USC is at so four. So, but here, so you here's the difference. I I would keep TCU and even with an uh, L as long as it's not a blowout. But if USC USC loses, I could see Ohio State sneaking back in. Um, just because so, the Big Ten is obviously a better uh, group or a better uh, conference than the Pac-12. Um, you mean Pac-12? You got like Oregon and UCLA, but that's that's it. And uh, none of those teams are sniffing, you know, what Michigan is. So then I would put Ohio State in for USC if USC loses to, uh, I believe they're playing Utah in the Pac-12 championship. Um, that's what I would do. But I, I'm gonna. So this this is my Frog thing. Nation, I am standing with you. Okay, come after Taylor. Don't come after me. I am standing with you. This is my thing. So at the beginning of the season, we both say this is the loss counts or when you lose a game is extremely important. If you're going to lose a game, lose it at the beginning of the season. Cause when it comes down to where we're at now, if TCU loses, they have to drop at least two spots. In my opinion, I know Ohio two state spots. got blown out. Oh, they're three. Ohio so I five. I got you. I was like, yeah, <laughs> maybe so, pushing like six or seven. <laughs> no, so Ohio state was number two and lost to uh, the number three team. And they dropped all the way to number five. But they got blown out. TCU, TCU is going to play number 10 Kansas State with three losses. If they lose to that team, they have to drop at least two to three spots. No, not, not. Unless it's, unless it's a blowout. Unless it's a blowout. No. no. A three-loss no team beats an undefeated team. They have to drop at least two to three spots. Who says? Taylor? Yeah. Taylor? That's what Taylor if Ohio, If Ohio State a undefeated team loses to another undefeated team who's in the top four of the college football playoffs it's bumped down three spots a tcu team who loses to a three loss team who's number 10 not in the top four has to drop at least two or three spots this late in the season all i'm going to say is we shall see and and tcu wouldn't have a uh, conference championship, so technically they automatically have to be out if that's the case. All I'm going to say is we will see. All right, but I think TCU. I, I think TCU. I, I don't wins. think TCU is going to lose. I don't, I don't think. think they're going to lose. That that I want to make that clear. I don't think TCU is going to lose to Kansas State at all. I, I think don't think the that's only team that's going to drop potentially is USC if they lose because they're right on the fringe. Um. And... I don't even see. I don't see USC losing to Utah. Utah also has three losses. And they in USC has, in my opinion, the Heisman Trophy winner this season by far. After what I saw in Lincoln this past Riley, weekend, yeah. yeah, in Lincoln Riley, what I saw this past weekend, it, without a doubt, he's the Heisman yeah, no. Trophy winner. He you, is you phenomenal. Can't convince me phenomenal. otherwise. Phenomenal. So I, I I can't see them losing to Utah, a three loss Utah team. It, it just it doesn't make sense to me for All them right. to lose. I I can't see that happening. I got you. Yeah, I still think it's going to be USC, like you said. TCU. I think what we have now is the final. I mean, that's it. Everyone else is. Yeah, and unless unless some teams lose, but I don't. I mean, I don't see Georgia losing to uh, LSU. I don't see USC losing to Utah. I don't see TCU losing to Kansas State, and I don't see Michigan losing to Purdue, who has four losses. Hey, Purdue last year was the uh, the playoff killer. So you gotta watch out. You know. 
which is wild to me, the way that this stuff works out, that Michigan is playing Purdue in the championship game. It should just be a rerun of Ohio State and Michigan. That's what I'm saying. So we talked about this last episode as far as like when the SEC comes in with uh, Texas and uh, Oklahoma, they're just going to make it the SEC and you're going to make your schedule yeah. and the top two teams play each other regardless. Yeah, they that's how that it should be because, because... because Michigan versus Purdue for the SEC championship Big Ten. is laughable. Big Ten, sorry, is absolutely laughable to me. Because that is, I mean, I mean, the three best teams in the Big Ten are on the same conference in Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Every other team is hogwash, at least this year. So it's like, like Ohio State would dominate in the other division. Oh, absolutely. So maybe, maybe remix the, you know, spice it up a little bit, you know, take some dice and go, okay, you're going to go in this division. We're going to switch it up a little bit. I think it should just be straight up like what SEC is going to do, what big the Big 12 does. It's just straight up whoever's at the top's at the top, and then everybody trickles down with their records. Now, I don't know if you heard about it. Um, with the new uh, 12-man playoff being enacted in 2024, Notre Dame and UConn cannot make the college football playoffs. Good. Uh, one of the stipulations is is you have to go to a uh, conference championship game. It doesn't matter if you lose it, but you have to go. And they're not in a conference; they're non-conference. So, yeah. do you think um, and that? I Notre thought that Dame, was already a rule. No, it's not. Um, but with this big, with this twelve-team expansion, it is now a rule. So, do you think that Notre Dame finally enters the um, Big Ten with the Ohio State and Michigan? They take the other side where Purdue's at. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to force their hand to join somewhere. I, I don't know where. It's I, I can't really recruiting if then. you go to recruit and go, you can't make the You're not going to get anyone. Game, but, uh, yeah, that automatically is. So the only thing people are chasing now is that championship. That's it. Nobody cares about bowl games. Which that's means it. That's out the window. Which means Notre Dame and UConn can only ever, if they don't join a conference, can only ever get as high as number 13 in the nation. Because if you 12, you're in the conference champion, or you're in the, the playoffs, so you can only technically be as high as 13. You've already limited well, they can, yourself. They can rank them higher, but they just can't put them into a game. They'd have to replace them with somebody, and then somebody who's below, yeah, uh, which would, you know, the committee. Yeah, which would hurt the integrity of um, Well, the, the integrity of the college football playoffs process is already out the window. That's, I mean, that's the thing of the past. SEC, I am, SEC. I am looking at the rankings rules real quick. Because I could have sworn, uh, could have sworn that you had to win a conference championship or play in one. Well, Notre Dame to, almost uh, went to the college football playoffs. Was it last year or Cincinnati or two years ago? Can't remember who, but they almost made the playoffs a couple years ago. That's why the only reason why I say that. But I know, um, just seeing on Twitter today, uh, they put it out. Hey, you got to be in a conference championship. Let's see. This is I'll like, look this up later. I just I just wanted to see it for myself. This has got to be like the NCAA's way of grabbing Notre Dame and UConn by the balls and going, hey, we've got you. Make up your mind. Join a conference. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and they should join a conference. They should not be able to slide by with not having to play a conference championship game and, and still and be able to compete. Pick and choose games that they want to play. No. Yeah. So with that being said um, – we're going to go on to the – this transfer portal has been kind of crazy, um, obviously. 
we have a big name, a couple big names. Uh, DJ hasn't announced that today was a day for uh, graduate transfers. DJ, I can't say his last name. The quarterback for Clemson, DJ. Uh, <laughs> no slight. I apologize. I apologize. But um, do you see him potentially transferring, or do you think he's going to stay put? And he's going to have to play another year. He can't, can't go pro. Uh, just he hasn't put up the tape for that. Well, I uh, put Cade in at Clemson, and he's okay with riding bench. I will go ahead and say I think this this is going to move into something else. I think we're going to talk about, but uh, I think he goes all over to uh, the University of Florida. No, 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 no! You don't do that to me, young man. (laughs) The reason why I say that is because Drake May of UNC has reportedly been thinking and talking to his parents and people around him about entering the portal as well and uf being one of his potential destinations so you do not put dj uh, the two carolina quarterbacks clemson or unc i'm taking drake may i would take drake may also yeah so that that would be a tough grab though for you guys yeah i i don't know we have like no receivers and our offensive line are all going to the nfl and (laughs) i mean we got nothing going on right now (laughs) we're in complete rebuild mode um no i think that if we're going to get you guys, a quarterback in the transfer portal, it's going to be Hartman from Wake Forest, uh, someone who's about 30 years old. Uh, you know, <laughs> but you guys are having, uh, it's not like a, a mirrored season, but it, it's, it's starting to pan out a lot like Oklahoma uh, with how many people are uh, dipping out. And then, you know, now you guys are left with, I mean, virtually Bones. no quarterback right now. Yeah, Max Brown, uh, which, which is huge. Up. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's a good that's thing. A huge that's a big thing for a lot of these big, like say a Drake mate who was like, "Hey, I want to make sure I'm guaranteed to start wherever I'm going." Florida, right now, they only have Max Brown, who is a three borderline three star recruit on the roster, thanks to the Jalen Kitten situation. And we'll talk about it a bit a little, little bit later. They could be intriguing. Now, I do think that the Florida Gators, we're gonna kind of sidebar and talk about them. I think they believe in Rashada, but that's a big thing to put a lot of pressure to put on a freshman quarterback. Obviously, we saw Drake May do it as a freshman at UNC. I think UNC has a little bit of a roster right now in a weaker conference. Um, but this upcoming class and hit the transfer portal pretty hard and the positions that you need, you could fill it and make a nice little roster. So I think if you're a quarterback transfer, you see Florida, it could be intriguing because you don't have to worry about battling. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I, I just saw, it, but uh, Decoldis Crawford is uh, hitting yeah, the transfer yeah. portal. The transfer I did not portal. see that. Yeah, I did Only, not see uh, that. That was a shock to me. Committed to LSU. I could see him going back to LSU. Um, he was committed there for a while since he was like sophomore in high school. He's from Louisiana. I could see him going flying back uh, to Louisiana to go be back home since Nebraska hired Matt Rule and fired the coach that recruited him. So, which tends to happen with recruits, your, your quarter, yeah. you commit to a coach, that coach gets fired, and then you're like, okay, I want to go somewhere else. Because yeah. as we can see with Florida, with a lot of our players are transferring, because like say with Billy Napier, Billy Napier wants his guys in the room, not Dan Mullins and previous coaching staff, especially when those guys don't buy in. So it could be just, you know, a nice fresh restart. Um, that's one good thing about the transfer portal is that it's a nice restart. I still have a st- uh, statistic. Uh, that annually, it's usually two to three thousand college kids D1 P5 enter the transfer portal 
and only 40% of them find a landing spot for the next season. That's wild. I believe that. That is I mean, if you go through the list, if you go through the list that 24 seven sports has just from like, not even a couple of days ago. I mean, I am scrolling and I'm still within two weeks or a week and a half or whatever it is. And it is insane with the amount of players that are on this list. A lot of good talent out there. Oh, there, there are so many four star uh, recruit or players that are on here. It's insane. And it's like every five star that committed to Jimbo down there at Texas A&M has decided to enter the transfer portal. Um, Tumi's Adi Adi Lai was a five star defensive end. I probably butchered your name, but um, you definitely did. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, he entered the transfer portal. That was speculated. He was the number three defensive end uh, in the 2021 class. Um, you have, I mean, Texas A&M is a laundry list. Larry Johnson Jr., et cetera, running back. They're, they've been kind of gutted. Um, and th- now I want to raise that question to you now. We are talking about the transfer portal. Has NIL and transfer port- the transfer portal hurt high school kids um, as far as recruiting goes? Because now you can go to people who have been proven and you don't have to worry about, well, this high school kid do well in college or it definitely has and then has it gone to the point where okay these high school kids coming out of high school are going to take the the biggest amount of money wait one season then transfer out now that they have their bag then go to the school that they originally um wanted to attend and that now i'm gonna before i let you take over texas a.m players multitude of them retweeted and liked the tweet of someone saying that saying we got our bag, and we want, we want to go to the school that we originally wanted to go to after leaving I mean, Texas A&M. So the floor is yours on that one. Yeah, I think that's exactly what the players are doing. I mean, uh, Ewers even came out and said that that straight out of high school, he was offered a million dollars to go to Ohio State, knowing full well he wasn't going to start. Yeah. Took the money, did his season as a uh, bench writer, and then boom, Texas, and now he's a starter. And now he's a million dollars richer. Why wouldn't you? And he's about to get. If that is on the table, yeah. If that is on the table, and I'm able to snag a quick million dollars and then go to a better school, it's a small loan of a million dollars. Believe it. Yeah. Small loan of a million dollars. It's huge. You better believe it. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, nil has. uh, I'm not going to say corrupted, but uh, it's definitely impacted the game of football and where these players are going. It's. It's no longer about passion. Like, man, I grew up an Oklahoma fan. Uh, Oklahoma gave me an offer. I'm going to Oklahoma. Straight I up. Like you school, know, everybody like else. Coaches. Yeah, it's more yeah. like how much money you're going to give me. And yep. we, we've seen that with um, – now, sometimes, as long as the money's – excuse me – semi-close. You saw that with uh, Jaden – going back to – circling back to, um, you know, Florida. Jaden Rashada, who originally committed to Miami on a big-time NIL deal. Um, one of the reasons why he went to Miami was because of the money. Then he saw how the season was going. Florida offered him similar money, not as much as Miami, similar money, but he trusts Billy. So he was like, you know what? I'll take the couple couple million dollars less than what Miami was offered, which is crazy because I think Miami was offering him like $11 million and Florida offered him seven, which as a Phew. 18-year-old kid, <laughs> that's <laughs> insane. But um, – and then just having a better opportunity to win a natty because that was big for him. So I think as long as the the money's close, some of the, some of these recruiting battles are going to be a little tighter. But you know, if, say Oklahoma goes, hey, we want you 
uh, Rashada, we'll give you one million, and Miami's going. I'll give you eleven. Like you're going to Miami, rather you want to be. Yeah, in I'm Miami taking that eleven. Yeah, yep. I'm I mean, taking that eleven. I mean, financially, you'd be stupid not to. I mean, <laughs> the game of football is not guaranteed. You could no. go out there and play your first game, snap your leg, and you're done. Yeah, but. Guess what? You got eleven million dollars in the bank. There are, um, I believe, for Power Five, there are five to six thousand kids playing Power Five right now, and then there's only a thousand in the NFL playing, and only three hundred or was it two fifty seven or whatever it is for the NFL draft get selected. So get your money. I I like that portion of NIL. You these kids that maybe might not make it get a chance to earn a little bit of money and get that brand deal, get that brand new car paid for, uh, maybe set up their, their families and stuff like that. But it has turned into the wild, wild west as far as yeah. recruiting in the transfer portal. I, I do think this is what I think. I think it needs to be regulated. I kind of think right now it's just an open door to kind of, you know, throw out however much money you have to spare and hope you land something big. I think it needs to be regulated to there's a cap and a cap is – Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You cannot that's a offer lot of money anything to give more. A kid, man, that's a that's a lot of money. But if you look at, yeah. I mean, you look at uh, Ewers. He got a million dollars to ride the bench at yeah. Ohio State. That's ridiculous. The it should be seven hundred and fifty. Is... That's why. That's why. That way, these smaller schools have an opportunity to get these good college players by the hey, you know, you know, they ran out of their NIL money, or they can't offer anybody else any more money. Yeah. But guess what? You know, you come down here and play with us at all, you know, this small school will give you $750,000. So here's the pro- the only problem I'd see running into that is this NIL money doesn't come from the school. It comes from boosters and uh, collectives, like people, you know, donating and whatnot. That's where these schools are getting their funds. Like Miami has John Ruiz, uh, Florida has the Gator Collective, and, you know, a bunch of other schools have their own collectives or their own big-time boosters dumping money into the program. So now you're telling these people what to do with their money um, and how much to spend. And I can see people kind of getting mad, like, oh, if I want to give this kid $2 million, it's my own prerogative. It's my money. You know, they can't be like, well, you know, 700000 is a limit. So yeah. um, you can run into that. And, I still think there should be a limit. I agree with you because this yeah. is – got to even the playing I mean, field somehow. And then hurt transfers. I mean, the, NC, the NCAA – is going to find a way to regulate it because I mean they regulate everything. They regulated food. You can't, like coaches can't give like candy out to kids. That yeah. was a thing. Like there was a kid on like, can four or five years ago. <clears throat> four or five years ago, somebody was on the sideline and one of the coaches was giving uh, like Skittles out to one of the uh, yeah. players, and I'm pretty sure they got fined for doing that, mm. which is stupid to me. You know, if I'm going to throw, like, some cheeseburgers my, to my offensive line, you know, I, I'm getting them a, a double quarter pounder with bacon, double cheese, Ooh. you know, you name it, whatever they want. You know, I'm feeding them, coach. boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do I sign? Screw the NIL coach, money. I got, I got a cramp. Why? You gave me a double quarter pounder before halftime, man. Ain't got, ain't got no time to settle. Hey, the, those offensive linemen and the defensive linemen, they get fed like you wouldn't believe, like, I watched a video. It was a day in the life of an offensive lineman in college football. It was a D2 school. But mm. he woke up and he had 15 strips of bacon, five eggs, toast, cholesterol, uh, man. a protein shake. 
and then he went and worked out. Then he had a snack, which was a full-blown meal. Then he had lunch, which was another full-blown meal. Then another snack, which is another meal. Big boys then he had eat. like, yeah, I'm telling you, man. But then they run these kids ragged. That's why if you see a lot of these uh, like offensive linemen that retire from the NFL, and then they just like within three years they're completely jacked it's because mm. they're no longer eating that food that's getting stuffed down their face yeah so uh, basically what i'm saying is if anybody wants an offensive lineman let me know <laughs> taylor taylor is out there uh he's six foot three he's a uh he's you know he's got injuries around the ankles but he's working on mm-hmm. it uh day to day wrap him up uh he is very he is questionable his technique might not be sound day to day. he's a very raw talent but coaches, yep. if you're looking extremely for, wrong, if you're looking for a, a center or a guard, or maybe mm-hmm. even a defensive lineman, he's your guy. Yep, you let me know. Yeah, and I'm like kind of you know like Devonte Smith playing tight end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you see that image of him uh, playing tight end? No. They had that man Smitty in a three point stance, bro. <laughs> I gotta look that up. That that is pure gold. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that it Poor was poor man. It was great. My man was Did he pick up, up a block? I, I don't. I I couldn't tell you. I think he went out for a route. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. I hope they weren't having that man pick up a block. They're like, just get in the way. I don't care how you do it. Just get in the way. <laughs> just throw yourself. I don't care what you do. Just do it. Yeah. So we will talk about this uh, Jalen Kitna situation that has Florida in a bind. Obviously, they had uh, Florida's been in uh, the news recently. As of late, with former recruit uh, Marcus Stokes and uh, that situation, now they're in the news again with Jalen Kitna, the son of John Kitna, uh, former Detroit Lions quarterback, getting arrested uh, today for child pornography and distribution. And this is what he told the cops uh, I found it on the internet, and so I thought it was legal. And this is grotesque. This is absolutely has no, no reflection on UF, Billy Napier, or any coaches. doesn't have a reflection on his dad. It's a complete reflection on him. Uh, these are screenshots. Some, some of the reports saying that he took the actual photos. And these are not a night. Everyone thought, you know, I was on the thing of it could be a girlfriend in high school. Maybe he's, on, he's 19. He could be dating a 16 or 17. Guys, these are apparently pictures of 16 and below. Uh, that he distributed. He's facing 10 to 13 years. He's out on plea. He, uh, his dad paid $80,000 to get him out, uh, but he's not allowed to uh, be on the internet per his bond agreement, and he is not allowed to go anywhere near a child or a minor uh, until his trial, which they haven't set a date for his trial, but until then he's basically no internet, no nothing. Uh, these acts are egregious, and again, they do not reflect on the University of Florida, but Florida obviously is in controversy with this. He's tied to the name. He was part of the program. They have since dismissed him. There's no joking matter. I know I kind of made the slight joke before, but this is serious. And, uh, Taylor, I want to have your, obviously, probably, you're probably going to agree with me on that. Um, but for a 19-year-old kid, had everything in his hands and his world to do this, completely shatter his future over something like if you want to look at that stuff there's plenty of it out there as far as for adult stuff you don't need to like to go towards kids that's ridiculous 
And he should be buried under the prison, in my my opinion. I'll take the floor from that. Yeah, the his excuse of it was on the internet. I thought it was a legal whatever. There's a there's common sense that each and every single human being is instilled with from the day of birth. You know what is right and you know what is wrong. And finding something on the internet, just because it's there, does not make it legal. And you need to use your judgment that we all know he has to say this is disgusting. Yeah. This is wrong, and this is foul, and I should most likely report it or say something, not screenshot it, and then send it to your friends or people you communicate with. If somebody sends me something like that on my phone, the amount of anger that would run through my body is indescribable. And I tell you this, the cops would not be the first people to find out about this. They would find out about me driving to this person's place. And then they would figure out what happened after that. Yeah. It's disgusting. I feel sorry for the University of Florida. I feel sorry for his family. I feel sorry for whoever's child that was that he distributed that image of. I feel sorry for his uh, former teammates. I feel sorry for anybody that is in his life. I hope every single person cuts ties with him, including his family, because there is absolutely zero excuse for vile acts like that yeah. and i hope he gets the maximum sentence and i hope he does not get parole and i hope he rots in jail yeah i agree now that with this jalen kitna situation this we talked we just said it rashada and max brown will be the only if ar-15 goes to the league which apparently there's reports that he cleaned out his locker that's his plans he doesn't plan on playing in the bowl game he's preparing for the draft that's reports. Obviously, I don't want to say that's guaranteed. It hasn't come out yet, so anyone don't crucify me. He could be coming back for another year. Just reports is what happened. That leaves Florida next year without a transfer quarterback. They have Rashada and Max Brown. Rashada obviously highly touted. He's six foot two, 175 pounds. He needs to put some weight on his obviously meat on his bones uh, before he joins the SEC. Florida's going to have to get a transfer quarterback. I think Rashada is a really good quarterback and is the quarterback of that future. Uh, but if they don't get a transfer quarterback, Florida fans, I know you've been harsh on Napier this year, getting everyone out, going 6-6, six and six, losing to Vandy. You're going to have to give this man another year after that because no. DeJon Reynolds transferred. We talked about the uh, transfer portal. Uh, we have Justin Shorter going to the league, Xavier Henderson potentially going to the league. Uh, Ricky Pearsall, their number one receiver this year, uh, pretty Ricky, could be going to the league. He had a great year, and if AR decides to leave, I don't know if he stays with an unproven quarterback. It makes no sense. Hit the league. He'll probably go around around three around three or four. Still pretty good change of money. Uh, so then that leaves the Florida Gators with Jaquavius Frazier's, um, Chaz, Demarcus West, uh, Weston, um, I think that's about, like they have like two other receivers that are on the roster now, and then they have obviously a really good uh, recruiting class and Andy Jean, Aiden Menzel, and company as far as coming in for a wide receiver. So they do have a good receiver class, but again, these are all going to be freshmen. So Florida fans, you're going to have to give Napier some time. Of course, they're going to try to hit the portal hard. <laughs> Welcome to the life of an Oklahoma fan. Yeah, but uh, obviously Jalen Kitna, everyone was. T- when he came in against FSU for, you know, and he played the limited times, everyone said Kitten is the future. His only future is in jail where he should be. 
Okay. So, Florida, that's all I'm saying is sticking my neck out for Nape there. Now, we've talked about the transfer portal. There's a particular primetime coach out there that uh, mm-hmm. might be dipping his toes into other schools, P5 schools, including uh, Colorado and UCF, Deion Sanders. Uh, Deion Sanders is considering Colorado and UCF. Those are the two teams right now that are kind of in the running. Now, reports are like of an hour ago said that if he goes to UCF, he's already talked to them. He says, I want hand-picked. They're building a new facility down there at UCF. He says, if I come in and agree to your coach, I don't care what schematics you have right now, I want to be able to handpick in my my facility that I'm going to be recruiting with. Um, so where do you, do you think that he goes P5, or do you think he stays at Jackson State for at least one more year before maybe a bigger name opens up? Because uh, there could always be a bigger, bigger school out there uh, other than Colorado and UCF. Obviously, those are decent schools, but they're not like a Florida State, Oklahoma kind of name um do you think he stays at jackson state or do you think he he dips i personally think he stays at jackson state because uh prime time ain't in this for the money you know prime time's in this to give back to kids uh they may not have the opportunities that others have uh you know and he has been adamant about letting every single person know how passionate he is about coaching that team I find it hard for me to believe that he would go to Colorado or uh, to uh, Central Florida or wherever, you know, what other teams are, yeah, South Florida. Uh, I find it hard. I think he's going to stay at Jackson State. I think that's where, you know, he's thriving. I mean, the amount of press that that team's getting is insane because, you know, before this, somebody was like, they're on ESPN now, which is crazy. Yeah. You're like, Jackson State, you're like, huh, who, what, where, who's that? You know, they're out there now. When somebody says Jackson State, you're like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think he stays. Uh, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure they've had, like, back-to-back undefeated seasons. May I even be more than that. They won the championship last year, but this is their first undefeated season with the championship. Yeah. So championship, now undefeated season, most likely going to be another championship season for them. Yeah. Uh, I think he stays, honestly. If If he does go to Colorado or somewhere else, I mean, they're going to have to pay that man some filthy money, money to yeah. get him to come in. Uh, and if it is true that he says, you know, I want to handpick my facility, I want to I want to make it mine, I want to make sure that when I uh, come there, it's everything that I want it to be, whatever school he told that to, if I were them, That's South I would absolutely make it happen. And I think uh, another intriguing thing for this is Right now, he coaches his son, a former four-star, was a Florida State commit um, at one point, uh, Shredder Sanders. He's played lights out, by the way, uh, a quarterback down there at Jackson State. He's got Travis Hunter. He's got Kevin Coleman, another four-star receiver. Um, he's got, you know, he's got a couple big names that he's able to pull. Um, his son, Shiloh Sanders, transferred in from USC, uh, South Carolina. But although I think Shiloh stays down at Jackson State. Um, if Shredder does not uh, enter the NFL draft. And his dad takes another job. I think whatever school his dad goes to, they're getting Kevin Coleman, Travis. I mean, they're getting not only the coach, they're getting the star quarterback, 
the two star uh, receivers slash corners, and um, you know whatever other pick because a lot of these people went to Jackson State simply for Dion. Yeah. So they're going to get loaded up. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be like Caleb Williams following Lincoln. He liked the way yeah. that Lincoln was coaching him and the opportunities he gave him. It's going to be the same thing they play. You know, uh, uh, Deion Sanders gave me these opportunities. Where he's going, I'm going. Yeah. And you know Deion's going to be like, yep, you got a scholarship. Yeah. He's going to make it happen. I personally, if I'm Deion, uh, I would prefer the UCF job. Uh, South Florida, just think Florida's probably a better state than, uh, and, uh, his swagger fits more of South Florida. I mean, Colorado doesn't really have that swagger. Colorado is, Colorado is so dull. Yeah. And, you know, they came off one of the worst seasons. UCF did too. They were one of the worst teams, but if I'm Dion, if I'm Neon Dion, I'm going somewhere where prime time could be more logical and I'd be UCF, especially if I can handpick, um, and then he's probably thinking about his son. Uh, what's going to look better for his son going to the NFL? Would that be UCF or Colorado? Again, I would stay at Jackson State and then wait for a bigger team to open up. Uh, if I'm Deion Sanders. but uh, Nebraska. Nebraska just uh, hired Matt Rule. What? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, they did. That's why Dakota's I forgot all about that. Yeah. My man, my man yeah, I forgot they had, <laughs> they had to uh... – I completely forgot about that because they haven't signed the deal with him yet because they still have to do like some negotiations with the Carolina Panthers because yeah. of the whole firing and the pain and all that stuff. I completely forgot about that. That's where, uh, like I said, I think Dion Dion should stay at Jackson State unless he can get a better P five. Um, so we've talked. I would about say Auburn, portal. but um, too late for that. About, uh, yeah, uh, Auburn got a. Who they get? Hughes Freeze from Liberty. Yep. And uh, the way he recruits is apparently he goes up to recruits and he says, let me see your ankles. Yeah, let me see them me ankles. See ankles. They got skinny ankles. I, I know they're athletic. Yeah, that was, that was wild. Uh, but speaking of that, FS, FAU, before we get into our game picks, uh, FAU fires Willie Target, the head coach. And then a couple hours later, wishes Willie Target the third a happy birthday, who is a def- currently a defensive uh, defensive back for them. Imagine like dad lost his job. I mean, happy birthday to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's nothing personal, you know. So I mean, imagine if kind of messed up, you know. He's named after his dad who just got fired. Like Willie Target fired. By the way, his son, happy birthday, Willie Target. (laughs) Here's a great gift for you. Yeah, your dad's gone. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Messed up. It's very. It's just the fact that they didn't like. They just. Hours apart, like they didn't fire his dad like after the dude's birthday or anything. They're like, we're gonna fire him the same day as your birthday. That's our gift to you, yep. a new coach. Could, they could have done it after they be like, happy birthday, and then the next day be like, this is awkward. But uh, your dad gone. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was kind of like a a funny little uh, headline that I saw scrolling through Twitter. All right, so let's get to these game picks, guys. Before we get into the the NFL and talk about that. Obviously, there's a current game going on. We both predicted the Bills. We'll look at the score before we go into the NFL. But we're going to predict these college games, these championship games. Uh, Taylor, do you got USC or Utah? I have USC. I have USC as well. Uh, Do you have TCU or Kansas State? TCU. TCU as well. LSU dropped the 14. That's wild. Um, LSU or Georgia? 
No, what's wild is that Kansas State with three losses is ranked at 10. That's absurd. LSU me. has three but, losses I mean, too, but I, that fourteen uh, is a, a fairly decent spot for a, a three-loss team. That is a decent. But top ten. There's been, but there's been a lot of bad teams Shoot. this year as far as that's taking true. out. That's true. Do you have Georgia so or LSU? It's been a weird season. Uh, LSU, psych, Georgia. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the dogs. Woo woo! Oh, the only time I'll ever do that. Arr. Um, UCF or Tulane? I'll take Tulane. All right, I'm liking Tulane as well. They rode with us on Twitter, so we're going to ride with them to the end of the season. Uh, then we got Purdue versus Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. <laughs> uh, then we have number nine, Clemson versus North Carolina. North Carolina. North. I'm going Clemson that game. Uh, but I do like North Carolina. I just think Clemson's a slightly better, a more, like an older and more experienced team. No, agreed. That one, uh, I mean, that one, I just dislike Clemson and the fact that they've been ranked so high. Yeah, you know they've been they've been washed. All right, so Taylor, while you look up the score to this game, I'm gonna remind everybody that this is the boot with Taylor and Brandon. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Hit that bell. We're gonna start posting uh, clips uh, to our YouTube as far as from the show. That way you don't just go all the way to the live. But if you're looking for our past episodes, go to the live section on our YouTube. That's where you'll find them. And uh, make sure you follow us on Spotify. We've seen a giant increase on Spotify numbers, so we appreciate everybody out there on Spotify. Much love. And make sure you follow us on Twitter as well and TikTok uh, under the boot. And, uh, again, this is the boot with Taylor and Brandon. All right, what's that score, Taylor? Uh, the Bills are up 17-7. to 7. All right, looks like we're expert predictors. Yes, we are. And just so everybody knows, whenever we – picked our uh, or gave our predictions uh new england was up seven to three so look at that look at that we are notre Dame's. all right and uh you know stefan Diggs has got me 12.5 points already so there you go i'm living the good life right now speaking of the patriots i don't know if you saw this tom brady's on a contract year uh he might he's thinking about going back to the patriots Imagine, what? imagine Mac Jones sitting there. He's he's already <laughs> fighting for his life. Punching air. Oh. My man already has to fight off the Bailey Zappy <laughs> Zappy comments. Now he's gonna have to sit behind Tom Terrific Brady. It's like you were drafted to be his replacement just for him to come. It's like, hey, the last guy we had was really great. He's moved on to a different company. We see a lot of potential in you. The other guy comes back. Hey, I might want to come back, back to the company. Be like, <laughs> back again. You know, you were in position of CEO. We're gonna move you down mm-hmm. to assistant. Okay. No. Make sure you get the coffees. All right. <laughs> that. Oof. I don't see that happening. Uh, Tom Brady has said multiple times that the one of the main reasons he left was there's two things: his tiffs with Bill Belichick, and he absolutely despises the cold weather. I mean, it's down there living, viva yeah. la, whatever, He's getting ready down to there retire, in Florida. So, you know, about he, 15 years. He ain't, I'm, okay, yeah, all right, never mind. I was going to say, that man openly said, retirement is nowhere near in my future. Yeah. I mean, what else has he got to do? He has no wife to go home to. <laughs> Talk about it's a fact. a man when he's down, man. It's a fact. And he also I mean, has to he's pay been, your, He's been playing better himself. now, so. Yeah, playing a little better. All right. So with that being said, we'll talk about the uh, was it Sunday night game or no Monday Monday night game 
the Monday, Colts. Yep. Yeah, the Colts. They had a chance to win against the – they played the Packers, right? They played the Packers. They had a chance – no, that was the Eagles. We're over here. I'm getting mixed yep. up here. The Colts – They played the Steelers. played the Steelers. There we go. They had a chance to win, and then they did not take any timeout after a big gain by Matt Ryan, which I've never seen Matt Ryan run that fast. I'm just put that out there. But uh, my man is Matty Ice. It looked like he was skating on ice. I was like, holy crap, is this Lamar Jackson? No, it's not. All right. Last time we saw him run that fast was to board the plane to get out of Atlanta. Yeah. So Jeff Saturday is taking somewhat blame, but he said that he had enough time. Originally, his original comments were he had enough time. I just want to kind of get your opinion on this Jeff Saturday question. Was it uh, questionable decisions? And then Kenny Pitt looked really good uh, for Pittsburgh. Uh, he's shown signs of being a franchise quarterback. Do you think, uh, obviously, it's the year one, so obviously he's the franchise quarterback. I mean, you're not looking at another quarterback right now. But I just want to get your thoughts and opinions on Kenny Pickett and that Jeff Saturday timeout kind of situation. He had three, uh, two timeouts with 50 seconds left and just did not use them. Like he was taking them to go. Yeah, uh, definitely weird. Uh, the one thing that I've always been told, uh, or one thing I've always heard, is you can't take these timeouts to go. No matter what, when you leave that game, you better have used every single timeout you have. Yeah. Use it for a break. Get your guys some uh, a, a breather, whatever, a challenge. Use it for uh, clock management. Whatever it is, use your timeouts. You've been given them for a reason. Don't go home with them. Uh, I th- think this plays into the fact that he's never coached a single day in his life. I know that was one of the big uh, issues when he was hired on. Uh, I think this is just a part of the learning curve for somebody who's never been in this position. I think it is true that he does know the game of football. I think there is some potential for him to succeed. I just think that he needs to surround himself with some pieces that say, hey, hey, coach, uh, you might want to call a timeout right now. Uh, but it, it's it's a learning thing for him, you know. He, yeah. In the moment, he may have been like, "We got this," you know. I don't need the timeouts, or he may have not even known how much time was left in the game. I don't yeah, know. I wasn't there. As head I'm coach, not, you should not be able to say that. No, I, uh, true. I but think like that I that's said, gonna make the chirp the chirping louder of he was not qualified. Uh, he is one and two, yeah, and, but uh, as a head coach so far. But yeah, if he goes, if he came out and said, "I didn't know how much time was on the clock." Yeah, I don't know what the situation is. I'm just, you know, if that was the case, whatever. It's a learning curve for sure. It's a lot of pressure to be given the keys to a franchise out of thin, like thin blue air and then have to go on and play these primetime games. Uh, there could have been a lot of pressure that just caused him to not use the timeouts. I don't know. Hopefully he fixes it, you know, because I'd hate to see somebody take this risk and then fumble it so hard, uh, you know, because then the all the chirping and everything, it's just going to have a lot of fire behind it. Hopefully he succeeds, regardless of the situation. Whoever gets the job like that, I hope they always succeed. Uh, that way we can be like, look, you know, they made the right decision. I don't know why we have to bring in all these different viewpoints left and right yeah. that are unnecessary. Uh so that's all I'll say on that one. I would have used the timeouts. Uh, and I've never coached a single game in my entire life. Uh, Kenny Pickett. I think that was his third or fourth straight game 
without fumbling or throwing an interception. Yeah. Which is impressive. I will give him that. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett has some flair to him that's going to blossom and then like next year or so. Uh, I think that the pieces around him need to get better for him to succeed. Like uh, uh, George Pickens, Pickens. Is a, Pickens. George Pickens is a diamond. Um, he is, but he drops too many passes. He can make the most phenomenal play. Yes. I mean, he can catch a ball that no other person could ever even he was imagine. Tearing, he was catching. tearing that Colts defense up, though. I mean, yeah. He was and then two plays later, and these two are plays big... later, you'll hit him. You'll hit him right on the chest, drops it. Yeah, but that that's that, play... that happens to be like a Steelers thing. They got Deontay Johnson, who's a good receiver who has yeah. drop problems. Jace Clay, yeah, that, and that's what I'm drops. saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The pieces around him, if they can get that together where, you know, it's like one dropped pass a game. One drop pass, cool, whatever. Three and up, it's a little scary because that drop pass could then turn into an interception and then that turns into six points and then seven with a field goal. I, you know, it, it's too dangerous for a young quarterback like that to have those pieces around him that are not solidly catching passes all the time, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, he's going to make this insane catch. And then two plays later, he's going to drop a touchdown pass. Yeah. I mean, what George Pickens has done, he was wide open in the end zone, like three weeks ago, dropped the pass wide open and then dropped two more after that. But, uh, Pickett is good. Pickens is good. Uh, Najee Harris is good. He's the Steelers have a solid team. Now, Najee, Najee, Harris, was on... Harris, he was terrible at the beginning of the season. He was when he played, when they played the Eagles, he, Literally just sat there. He could have had a first down, which would have, could have potentially helped him win the game. Stutter step, try to juke him, juke Ghost out, and then waited for the Eagles defenders just to get him. Yeah. But I think he is a solid. I don't think he's a top, top quarter uh, running back. I think he's a solid running back. I think there he's not top ten. I think there's probably about thirteen other running backs that would take over Najee. But he Agreed. is a, he's a solid piece, a young piece yeah. uh, for that uh, Steelers team. Yeah, I think I think uh, fix the dropped pass situation and get Najee Harris a little more engaged and get, what, get him out of whatever funk he is in because he was a lot better last year than he is this year. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with him, but I definitely think uh, Kenny Pickett's got a bright future. Uh, it it is weird though that uh, he wears gloves. I I don't like quarterbacks that wear gloves. It's just weird. You know why he does that, right? Small hands, man. No, uh, they asked him about it, and so in college he didn't wear gloves. In high school he, he wore gloves one he game, did. and then college and he, like, he didn't wear. Balled out, and then he wore it one game, uh, and he balled out. It was in like the wet, it was like wet or rainy or whatever, and he <coughs> balled out. And then he went to like a one glove kind of system, and then uh, I think it was cold, so he put another glove on, balled out, and the coach goes, "Why don't you just play with two gloves?" Like, yeah. So then kind of just yeah, I thing. I saw the thing where he's like, if it's uh, wet, rainy, and cold, he'll use uh, like just a standard leather glove. But if it's like really dry outside, he'll use a wide receiver glove. Yeah, I mean that gives him an advantage. Somewhat. I mean, how sticky these I mean, gloves are now makes it kind of. Yeah, like when you're in the pocket and you're getting pressured, and you got wide receiver gloves on, that ball ain't coming loose. Yeah, go wildcat. You're already ready. You got your gloves. Yeah, on. you're there. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. I think he's got a bright future, though. I do, I do as well. We'll talk about the Monday night game as well. We'll talk about the Eagles. Uh, 
played played well. They did beat the um God, I'm tired. Uh who do they play? Why am I why am I having a brain fart? It's literally my team. What, what, the what Packers. The Packers. There you go. Um <laughs> The Eagles played the Packers. Aaron obviously Aaron Rodgers was hurt. He hurt his hand prior to the game, then he got hurt hurt his ribs. Jordan Love came in. Uh CJ Gardner Johnson, uh safety for the Eagles, lacerated kidney. He's out indefinitely, probably be back for the playoffs. Big loss for that secondary, uh, leading the league in interceptions. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? And uh, who else could be – who is another team in the NFC that we should be looking out for that could be uh, potentially battling with them for that Super Bowl run or that uh, playoff push? I, got, I mean, I would say yes. Right now the Eagles are the best team. Uh, following closely behind them, I've got the Vikings with uh, Justin Jefferson. The dude catches everything. That man is single-handedly carrying that entire team to the record that they have this year. Without a shadow of a doubt, it is on him. Everybody's saying uh, listen, uh, he's only been shut out MVP. once, and that was by Darius yeah. Slay. That's all I'm saying. One time, but I would say the Vikings would really be the only one. Uh, I think the Bucks. They are still a threat. I mean, Tom Brady, you can never count Tom Brady out. You can say whatever you want about this season. You can throw any scenario my way. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are still a threat in the NFC. And if it comes down to it between the Eagles and the Buccaneers, that's a close game. And I would be worried if I'm an Eagles fan. That's all I'm going to say. But those are the only two teams. I, maybe the 49ers. 49ers the 49ers. But, Jimmy G's been playing pretty Jimmy decent. G got hurt. I, he got hurt. Yeah, so did Christian McCaffrey's on the so, on the list already. Yeah. So which we saw that coming, but Hey, don't shoot the messenger, but I said it when they drive or whenever they traded for him. Yeah. Um I don't think but, it's anything serious, but he is on the injury report. But still, I mean the dude yeah. lives on the IR. Yeah. So But uh yeah, I would say Vikings 49ers Bucks. Uh 49ers are kind of iffy because Jimmy G is very inconsistent, but uh, he this season he has played pretty well. Uh, CMC, his injury, whether or not it's severe or not, you've whether he gets injured in a game or not, it's kind of 50-50. It's a coin flip if he gets hurt that game. I think they're a quarterback away. If they get a really good quarterback, I would say the 49ers would be the best team in the NFC. Because yeah. they, they have a dominant defense. Flag was fly. And they have so many weapons on offense. Look, I'm a, I'm a Rams fan, and it absolutely crushes me on the inside to even utter the words that the 49ers are a quarterback away from being the best team in the NFC. Kills me on the inside, but it's true. It's a fact we cannot avoid. It's, it's just there. Everybody says it. They are a quarterback away. You can't tell me if you throw in Josh Allen onto the 49ers that they're the best team in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see that Josh Allen, you know. I mean, but come on now. Yeah, we're playing a game of it's and ifs and buts right now. I no, think, I'm, I'm, I, no, I'm listen, saying the Eagles are the best in the NFC. Listen, I think the uh, the only thing, the only team that could challenge the Eagles right now, I like, I like the Vikings. I do, but I don't trust Kirk Cousins in prime time. He's not that good. Uh, Jimmy G, uh, when the lights are on, do I trust him? No. 
I think he's a good. He led the team to the Super Bowl, so we can't. I'm not gonna take him that. Think him. I still think 49ers are a good team. I think that Dak uh, right now, since Dak has been back, the Cowboys hate Panthers. He says have statistically had the number one uh, offense in the league. Now I'm going off eye test because stats can say whatever the stats say. Off eye test, throwing two picks, you know, it's not going to help your team. And he's not a take over the game type of quarterback that's going to scare you or anything like that. No, Dak he's just going to run the ball. Yeah, Dak Prescott's Dak Prescott. Uh, so to me, to me, the 49ers, if everyone's healthy, the Vikings, as long as it's not prime time, but I think right now, like you said, I think it is the Vikings that have the best chance to push the Eagles. They're right on the Eagles butts. Uh, Eagles are 10 and one Vikings are nine and two. Uh, so all it takes is Philly to lose one Vikings to win one. Philly still has a tiebreaker. So Philly would have to lose technically two more. And then the Vikings would have to continue to win out for that to be, you know, flip-flop for that uh number one seed but right now i think the eagles are flying high jalen hurts is playing amazing uh aj brown is about to have his re- revenge game against the tennessee titans he's been playing good although he has some fumbling issues uh smitty's a great tight end filling in for dallas goddard it's a joke but um i think the eagles are soaring high right now they do need to fix some issues though on their defense they cannot stop the run which scares me as an eagles fan and if you're an eagles fan out there uh, going against King Henry this week against Tennessee. Uh, that's going to be a big one. If you have King Henry in your fantasy, you're probably going to get a lot of points. Although Jordan Davis has been cleared from IR, he could potentially play against the uh, the Titans. And when Jordan Davis was playing, the Eagles had a top-five run defense. So it just all depends on Jordan Davis, which is a pretty big impact for a rookie to have, um, going from like the number five rush defense to like almost dead last just because you got hurt. Um, which is not a good thing either because that means you have no depth as far as people who can stop the run. But I think the the Eagles need to fix that issue as far as stopping the run right now. You can just run down our throats. And uh, I think they're still the number one team going into the playoffs. Agreed. With that being said, um, we've talked about the Eagles. We've talked about the Colts. You know, We're going to go back to the AFC South. Uh, the Jaguars... Are they on the right? Are they on the right track? It was kind of a gutsy play calling. They came back and won. Doug Peterson got the Jags. Um, so does, are the Jags on the right track? Does Doug Peterson finally have this team pointing north? Oh, absolutely. You watched that game, right? Yeah, I watched that game. Trevor Lawrence what? bought out. That was the ball placement. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. I've never seen a more confident quarterback than I did in the last two minutes of that game. And he's been I mean, he has the past couple weeks. Oh, this season, all in all, compared to last year, completely different player. I mean, they are missing a few key pieces, but I would absolutely one hundred percent say they are on the right track, and they are. They're going to be a good team. There, there's no doubt in my mind. They have some really good players, and I think that. Uh, Doug Peterson is really pushing him in the right direction. I think him coming on was probably the best thing that could have happened because Urban Meyer just absolutely, you know, took the worst situation and you added the worst person into that bad situation, which then made it 10 times worse. And the press coverage was terrible. You know, it, it takes away the confidence of your uh, number one draft pick because it's like, well, this is the guy who I'm supposed to play for. Ugh, whatever, you know, I'm going to go out and try my best, but I'm not going to have the support of my head coach over here. He's going to be drinking at a bar trying to yeah, get with some 21-year-old girl, yeah. not worried about me, and then kicking my kicker. 
and uh, all that stuff. But uh, Doug Peterson is a man of the players. He has each and every single player's back. I, you know that. I, I know you know that. Uh, he looks out for his players, and he's the guy that you want to play for. I mean, regardless of his records or whatever, he's somebody that you want to play for. He motivates you. He's got your back. He's going to look out for your best interests. And I think the Jaguars are on a on a good path. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I th- Urban Meyer has been toxic wherever he's gone. Um, that's clear as day when he's at Florida. Florida he's at Ohio, Ohio State. State. Um, Jaguars, Jaguars. Bars, uh, his house. Yeah, uh, so, and I think this is a big testament to Doug Peterson. People, like you said, people want to play for Doug. Uh, Defensive back Andrew Wingard. I don't know if you saw the interview. I'm going to play it through the speaker. I'm not going to pull it up on the show. So if you guys want to watch it, check it. Just look it up on on Twitter, Andrew Wingard, uh, or just type in Doug Peterson. Uh, But this is what he had to say about Urban Meyer and Doug Peterson and basically the contrast. So happy for Trevor because... A, he had to deal with Urban Meyer last year as a rookie, and I don't even know if he had a rookie year. And to see the growth he's made, not just on the field, but just like his preparation, his demeanor, all that. And you knew he's, you know, when the rock breaks, it's not that one chip. It's all the chips that stacked up before that, and I'm so happy for him. That throw on fourth down to Zay was like, I knew we were winning the game, honestly. Like, I could feel it. It was so cool. And then you believed in your coach all that year, and for him to go for yeah. two, what, what was that like when he does it? The stones on that guy, it's like, I would die for Doug Peterson, I swear. <laughs> I would run into battle with Doug Peterson, 100%. I love the guy. And, um, just the his attitude, you know, it's like you go, you're 3-7, and seven, and it's like, you know, you want to make playoffs and stuff, and it's like, he hasn't changed his attitude whatsoever. It's like, we come into work, we keep working, and we just keep chipping away, and eventually it's going to pay off, and it did today, and it's like... All right, so that was just a snippet. If you guys want to watch the entire interview again, go to like Twitter or look it up on YouTube. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, but that just kind of that's kind of a testament. He's saying he would, would rather or he would run through a wall with uh, Doug Peterson. Obviously, throwing a shot at Urban Meyer, saying that uh, the stones kind of fell and got chipped away, took away Trevor Lawrence's confidence and stuff like that. Which a head coach, he shouldn't be doing that. Uh, so I mean, Doug Everson, everyone knows Doug Peterson is a great coach. He went, you know, won a Super Bowl with Philly, Philly first Super Bowl. Obviously, Philly moved on for whatever reason. But to have the Jags still in high spirits, uh, especially a team that's been uh, bad as a recent uh, for the past couple years, um, had something to say, man. His, when your season's going south, it's easy as a player to to feel like, I don't feel like playing. I give up. I don't want to – I don't care about the season. But to have someone – to have a player and players stand out there and go, this man's got some nads on him, man. He's not afraid to go for it. The game on the line, fourth down, it doesn't matter. Uh, he believes in us, and so we believe in him. That's pretty big testament. Agreed. It's got to feel good as a head coach to hear that, too. Yeah, I agree 100%. So we talked about Trevor. Trevor Lawrence is probably the better, the best uh, quarterback out of that draft class. Justin Fields is a nice second. Zach Field, or Zach Wilson's. Way down the he's not even on the list. All right, Zach Wilson's on the list. He's out. Um, the only reason why they're still sticking with him is because Mike White was a fifth round pick and Zach Wilson was the number two or number three, whatever pick. Yep. Um, so shout out to the Jaguars. I think you guys are trending upwards. And surprise, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones have actually played pretty well for not having like big names as far as the wide receivers. They've been having stellar seasons. Um, Christian Kirk, yeah. man. Trevor Etienne, he's solid. Travis Etienne, like. 
the good draft picks, man. Good draft picks. Yeah. They've been drafting well. Uh, we've talked about, so we're talking about the quarterback. Pat Mahomes is, we're going to kind of breach into NFL history. Is uh, Pat Mahomes a top five or top ten uh, quarterback of all time already? Oh, all time. <sighs> top five? Just name me, name me, start no. naming me quarterbacks of all time that you would take over Pat Mahomes. We'll see where you put them. And including Pat uh, Mahomes in there, but. Who's your so, number one? Who's your number one? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Who's your number two? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Who's number three? Uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. So I'm, guys, I'm putting him on the spot. So these are, you know, these are reflections. <laughs> this is what I actually believe. All right. <laughs> all right. Number, uh, number four. Number four, Dan Marino. All right, number five. Number five, I'd put Drew Brees. Drew Brees, okay, over Patty. Number six. Yeah. Number six. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, I'm kidding. Uh, number six. I already said Dan Marino. already said that. Uh, number six. No Steve Young, John Elway. Mm. No Jamarcus Russell or Ryan Leaf. Uh, definitely not those two. Uh, I mean, yeah, John Elway. So number six is John Elway. Yeah, you. and that means I mean you can't put Steve Young anywhere past top ten. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre, I would put him top ten. Okay. He he would he would be ten for me he'd, if I was going to put him in top ten. He'd be ten. All right, so I would take uh, off your list. I would take Patrick Mahomes over Favre. Uh, I think Favre threw too many interceptions. I think he was a great quarterback. Um, but, like uh, he, uh, well, I mean, so I don't like what he was in the Mississippi what, situation, but that I'm not even adding that in because if yeah. I'm adding that in, he's off the list completely. Yeah. But if we're talking about like, I mean, we got to base this off of what's already been accomplished and Patrick Mahomes has accomplished a lot, but he hasn't accomplished enough yet to be considered. He's already had more rings than Dan Marino. True. But you have to look at stats across the board, you know, like if I'm going to, if I'm going to say this, Patrick Mahomes eventually will break top five. There's no doubt in my mind. If he stays healthy, Plays for another couple of years, he breaks in the top five with ease, no doubt in my mind. As it sits right now, I I, I just I cannot say that uh, Patrick Mahomes is top five all time. You know, I would put him top ten all time, like you said. I think he's sitting at about I, seven you, for I me could, right now. Like if you just go I off raw talent, him in. if you go off raw talent, um. Pat Mahomes has he is, to be there. He is so. one of the, he is one of the Aaron Rodgers is top ten. Can't forget about Yes, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Uh he is definitely the purest talent in a quarterback that I've seen as far as playmaking ability, vision, and all that stuff. There's no other quarterback you can compare Patrick Mahomes to. I, you can compare him to Michael Vick, but Michael Vick was just a scrambler, you know, and he would get out of the pocket and they'd rush for However many yards, Patrick Mahomes will evade the pressure. He plays the game like out of the um, pocket, and then he'll throw a football. yeah, he'll throw a pass from his ankle, and it'll be a like fifty yard touchdown. Yeah, 
nobody else has done that. Very few people will do that. Done that on you know, it's <laughs> I did that in my backyard today. Pretty impressive. No. Yeah. I but, would I would put him at seven for me. You could definitely make the argument for top ten. Top five, I just don't see that yet. Future, absolutely he's on the path to make top five. Okay. Now we I kind of brushed over it. Uh, this will be the I guess the last topic before we go into the game picks, unless there's another topic you want to talk about. Uh, Jordan Love, we finally got to see him, and he mm-hmm. played. In my opinion, he played phenomenal in his yep. limited time. The, the balls had tight spirals on it. They were on time. There was anticipation. There was touch. Uh, there was vision. Like that's what you want to see out of your backup quarterback that potentially could be a franchise. Uh, quarterback so if you're the Packers do you give him with Aaron Rodgers being hurt even if Aaron says he can play do you give him this week and then are you ready to hand the keys to the car over once Aaron Rodgers leaves this you know potentially this season is it do you hand the keys over or do you draft another quarterback yeah if Aaron Rodgers is gone if whether he retires or goes somewhere else yeah absolutely Jordan Love has shown enough in his short time uh, playing in preseason playing this past game and playing garbage time that he is a quarterback that's ready to take the helm and make a playoff push. I think he is, his passes are, like you said, perfect. He knows where to place it. Perfect spiral. Uh, He looks like he can command a team to win playoff games and make a deep push. Uh, But I will say that I don't think anybody at this given time should start anybody over Aaron Rodgers unless you have like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen on the same team somehow. The well, man Aaron, just came off of back-to-back Yeah, he's injured right now. That's the only reason why I said that. I'm not saying like, okay, yeah. well, you know, time to time to bench him. Uh, but, he, you know, he's got well, a hurt thumb and he's got a hurt rib. You know, he's got hurt ribs. There are, there are a few people. Uh, one of them I was actually talking to today uh, and a couple people on Twitter that have said that it is time for Aaron Rodgers to hang it up. He's washed. He's terrible. He needs to retire. Uh, he needs to go somewhere else. He just doesn't have it anymore. There's no – it makes zero sense to me to have a guy win back-to-back MVP and name, then the next names, season man. after that. Name some names. I, I, I don't name drop, bro. My man's I don't little. name drop. Joshua Kim. <laughs> oh, he name dropped. Okay. I thought I just called him a little boy. Called out, man. Yeah, but – and that same person also said that he, if the so if he was like the GM whatever of the Packers, and the Los Angeles Rams came to them and said, "Hey, we want Jordan Love, and we will give you Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald," he said he wouldn't take it. So that's all you need to know. Not my words, his words. You uh, messed up your mic. Does it heads up? You press the button. I think I lost you. Can you hear me now? I can't hear anything now. There we go. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, they made like a noise and went beep. And then all nope. of a sudden, like, you started sounding like a robot and everything. Like, oh. Man, uh, Panic of the Disco over there. I have lost my audio. Welcome to the booth. <laughs> Welcome to the booth. <laughs> I can't hear anything. But I, I'm just going to <laughs> – I'm going to guess what you said. And it's something along the lines of that man's insane. Uh, why would you not take a triple crown winning wide receiver? And why would you not take possibly 
the greatest defensive player to ever play the game for a unproven backup quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely insane, if you ask me. While I get the – can you, you can't hear me, so I'm going to message you. Yeah, but I don't on... know why I lost audio, so this is fun. Uh, I'm in the dark here, so I don't know what's being said. I don't know if the show's ending. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we got going on here. Check your Snapchat, Taylor. You can't read. Yeah. Check check your phone, guys. Like I said, this this show would not be the show. This show without technical difficulties. You can hear me, but I can't hear you. <laughs> Taylor, why you fix your mic? I'm going to let you. <laughs> Guys, this is funny. If you're, if you're listening from Spotify, this man, it just looks like he's mouthing things. Taylor, I'm going to give you, like, I can't hear you, man. I can't. I know you can hear me. I'm going to let you fix your mic. <laughs> Why you do that? I'm going to pull up the games. All right. And I'm going to talk to the, talk to the people and remind them. All right, while we pull the games up, but this is the booth with Taylor and Brandon. Before we go into the game picks, we already said that the Bills were going to win this game on Thursday night. Now, we are live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. That will be standard next week. Uh, we're going to get scheduled more. Uh, follow the schedule a little better. Uh, and then, we, again, are on Spotify. We've seen a significant growth, so thank you guys for all that. Continue to listen and tell your buddies, tell your friends, tell everybody about it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and uh, TikTok as well. And uh, if you're live, man, tell us your opinion topics that you want us to talk about. Taylor, let me know if you fix your mic. Uh, can you hear me now? I can. All right. There we go. Thank there you. We go. All right. <laughs> Welcome so, to the booth, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the booth, guys. Technical difficulties up. All right. Now we'll go into these game picks now that we can uh, have a proper Now that we can hear? Yeah. All right, so we have the uh, the Bills are up seventeen seven. All right, so we have the Titans versus the Eagles. I've got the Eagles. All right, I have the Eagles as well, especially if Jordan Davis comes back. We have the Steelers versus the Falcons. Steelers. All right, I'm gonna go Falcons there. So I don't know if you're writing it on your phone for okay. Yep. All right, uh, Broncos Ravens. Ravens. Ravens country. Let's ride. I'm going to go with that one, too. The Packers <laughs> versus the Bears. Packers. I'm going Bears. Uh, I think it was... Well, I guess if Justin Fields is... Yeah. I'm going Packers, because if they start Jordan Love, I think he's got it. Justin Fields is entered. All right. I'll go Bears. I'm I'll going Packers. I'll take the split. Uh, we have the Jaguars versus the Lions. I got the Jaguars. I I like what Trevor Lawrence is doing. I'm gonna go with the Lions. I got I gotta catch pick. up to you. So picking the Lions ain't it, bud. Hey, you ain't lying. <laughs> All right, we have the Browns versus the Texans. Uh, Browns. Deshaun Watson's first game back. Uh, I'm gonna take the Browns as well. Also, we can talk about this, but Deshaun Watson's first game back, and he has ten of his accusers attending the game, saying you're not gonna get rid of us that easy. Um, we have the Jets uh, versus the Vikings. Vikings. Jets are looking pretty good, seven four. Um, yeah, I'm take go, No, I'm going Vikings. I'm not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we have the Since command- the man who just took the Lions. <laughs> we have the we have the Commanders versus the Giants. Giants. Nah, Commanders. I'm not dumb. All right. Uh, it's a tough one. That is a tough one. I'm going to take the Giants. I'll take the split. I think that uh, Saquon's balling out. We have the Rams versus uh, your brother's Seahawks team. Seahawks. Uh, going Seahawks which, as well. Which means I have to send Mike money this upcoming weekend. Oh, you made a bet before the season? Every single year we do a bet. No, man, that sucks. Um, Dolphins versus the 49ers. Good. That's a good game. That's a good game. It's a lot of playoff potential in that game, too. Yep. Uh, Dolphins. All right, I'll take uh, I'll take the Niners. I'll take the split. Yeah, that's a tough a good, one. That's going to be a good game, though. Uh, another good that's game. That's going to be a shootout. Chiefs versus the Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals. Everyone says, it's not the Bengals. It's the Bengals. Bengals. The Bengals had the Chiefs number last year. I don't think they have it this year. Going with Chiefs? Chiefs. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll take the split and go with the Bengals. And, and, and I know, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Jamar Chase comes back. Uh, Joey Burrow's yeah. playing well. So. I just, I don't, I think they're still going to rely on T. Higgins a lot because coming off of that knee injury or hip injury, I don't think he's going to be 100% just yet. All right. We had the Chargers versus the Raiders. <laughs> That's a tough one. Chargers. I'm going Chargers as well. Uh, we have the Colts versus the Cowboys. You know my thing, Colts. All right, I'm going Cowboys. That should help me uh, really bad. The Colts got back-to-back primetime games. Look at that. I'm picking the Colts every single week, and you're still behind. Yeah, okay, I'm taking the Cowboys to help me catch up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have the Saints versus the Bucks. Buccaneers. All right, I'm going uh, Buccaneers as well. I think the Saints are just a bad team. They are just – they're – it's over. Yeah. All right, Taylor. I'm going to let you do the call out and the end of the show uh, stuff. So take it away. Yep. Um, <clears throat> thank you guys for everybody that is watching on YouTube. Thank you for everyone who is going to eventually be listening to us on Spotify. Please remember to like and subscribe if you have any comments or any topics that you would like for us to discuss on our next show, please drop them in. Shoot us a DM on Twitter. It is uh, at the booth on Twitter. Please let us know. Uh, we are 100% open to incorporating your uh, issue or anything that you have an issue with what we said. If you want to counter our points or you have something that we have yet to talk about that you think is uh, newsworthy, let us know. Uh, you can DM us, add us on Twitter, whatever it is, comment on our YouTube video. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, that's one of the aspects of this show that makes it great is hearing back from you guys, hearing your views, uh, your opposing views, or if you're like, yeah, I agree with Brandon. What Taylor said was ridiculous. Whatever it is, we love to hear it regardless. And uh, thank you again for listening and tuning in every single week. We will be back next week on Tuesday, and hopefully there are no scheduling conflicts like we've had the uh, past couple of weeks. And that'll be our regular time in day at eight o'clock on Tuesday. So thank you, everybody. Taylor and Brandon signing off.